Hey Z, welcome. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? I'm okay. Hey T, hi. Hi guys, how are you? We're good, thank you. I like how you've all put on your podcast voices. Thank you. I'm I'm really I'm really trying. I'm really trying. I think it's because you promised me money at the end. So oh, yeah. there's money to be made. Guys. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't remember, but okay. I don't pay. We don't pay people to be here. But anyway, <laughs> welcome, guys. Welcome to the podcast where we just chill and have conversations and talk. Um, and yeah, and today I'm lo- I'm I'm looking forward to talking about today's topic, where we are going to be talking about our different experiences. Um relocating to the UK um and yeah I think we've all come in we came in different stages of life and different ages and our experiences are different and we're just gonna share that and um there's a lot of humor with these guys so I'm hoping that um yeah we we're gonna have fun um so yeah anyway to start I don't know let me start with myself right I'll start with myself or maybe should I should I go last uh, G, you go first. How how did you come to the UK, or what made you decide to be like I want to go to the UK? Oh, before I answer your question, I just wanted to put a disclaimer. I'm only funny to the people who love me. So now you're putting a lot of question <laughs> because what if I don't make people ha ha ha? The people would definitely ha ha ha. The problem is okay, but it, 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 this is pressure. This is pressure. Huh? <laughs> but yes, um. Right from the top. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> the question. Oh my god, guys. The question was what made you decide to come to the UK and what was what was your route of coming into the UK? Poverty. <laughs> Poverty. All right. What made me decide to come to England? Okay. Yeah. The truth is, I was struggling to get a job. I studied social sciences uh, back in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling to find a job that speaks to what I studied. Mm-hmm. Um, so at first, I was quite reluctant, right? Because I thought, eh, the only passage to come beside is through K-Work. Yeah. But then, you know, life has got a way of pushing you in the direction that you really don't want to, Mm. right? But then I thought about it and I thought, well, I love healthcare. I love everything to do with healthcare. I want to learn more so that I can be in a space to help out back in Zimbabwe. Yeah. So why not go and learn from a country that is doing much better and then come back with that knowledge and try and help out back home? Mm. So I thought to myself, okay, big picture thinking. Let's go and grow within the system yeah. and also then be able to use our degrees. So, yes, I came with K-Work, mm-hmm. but the story that led me to move through K-Work is quite different. Mm-hmm. It's not just based on selfish needs. It grew meaning over time. Do you yeah. want to get into it or do you want us to give T some time to also share her English accent with us? I think let's give T some time to share English accent with us. T, you tell us how did you come here and why? <laughs> I had no choice. I just came. <laughs> 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 I had no choice. It's not like I woke up and decided that, oh, oh I'm going to go to the UK. No, I didn't. I was mm. living my good jolly life. 
and uh, I was told your visa is here, you got to go. I said, yeah. wow, do I have enough friends time to say bye to my friends? Uh, my visa came out on Friday. I was on the plane on Sunday. Oh, wow. She didn't take a risk. She was like, you're coming <laughs> no, in. My mom, it was basically a thing of um, uh, my mom and dad were not together anymore. And, you know, who's going to have the baby? Who's going to have the baby? I can give the baby a better life. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I ended up here. Okay. Yeah. I think my story is probably similar to yours in the sense that I just we mom had applied a few times and they'd been rejected and that was the one year that was the last chance that she said you know I'm gonna apply for a visa one more time for me and my brother and if it didn't work out then she was gonna come back home so like she had bought so much stuff that she was getting ready to relocate back to Zimbabwe and on that in that time so we just went back. We went, I remember going for passport photos and fingerprints. It was just like usual. Just, I mean, ah, it just gets rejected anyway. So I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't want to be in the UK like that. I think I was much happier with the fact that at, at boarding school, I could say, oh, my mom is in the UK. That was <laughs> enough for me. I actually didn't the want The biggest flex ever. Yeah, I'm it was a flex. <laughs> like anytime, like, yeah, no, my mom is in the UK. And, you know, I mean, it, I still struggled with life, but hey, she was in the UK. Who cares what she's doing there? She's in the UK. So then uh, I remember the day that the the visa came out. I didn't know. I was um, I was in Form 4, and we were just about to write exams, I think, towards the end of term. So this was the end of second term. So we were just chilling in class, and I was really good. I was good close friends with the vice headmaster and he came in and he's like oh everybody say hi to Fafi um because I used to call Fafi a lot then and they're like oh say hi to Fafi um this is the last time you're probably gonna see her for a very long time I'm like long time me where am I going and then from that moment it was literally from school and then he was like Fafi your grandmother is here you're flying to UK tonight huh how? No. My boyfriend in Chirezi. I haven't said bye. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I need time. I need, I need time to... <laughs> Bro, my boyfriend found no. out on Facebook. No. <laughs> I'm not no. lying. Did. I'm telling I'm you. So sorry. you're telling me that there are two hearts that are bleeding out there because you guys just ghosted them? Ah, those hearts are not bleeding anyway. Ah. No, those hearts are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Those hearts are fine. But yeah, that's how I came to be. So um, I think my next question would be, because you guys, you know, y'all know we talk, we can talk for the whole day. So my next question would be, uh, let's talk about the positives. What has been the biggest positive thing that you're like, wow, I'm so glad I came or I'm so glad they forced me to come here? Okay, when you say force... <laughs> 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 put my mom in the greatest of lights. Okay, no, you wasn't forced. You were strongly pushed or strongly, strongly encouraged. <laughs> I wasn't encouraged. I was just put on a plane, guys. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to go first. So the biggest mm-hmm. thing, 
Um, I think they were right. I didn't want to see it at the time, but they were really right when they said um, I had to come here to be with mom so I could get a better life and a better future. Mm. Not saying that people that I left back home don't have better lives, you know, like not saying that I have a better life than them. But Mm. also when I look at like some of the people that I went to school with, some people that I was with, um, I'm better off, if that makes sense, without you know sounding like i am dissing anybody Mm. um there's so many opportunities that came to me i left school and after i left school i could go to university and when i left university the job was already there i had a job before i finished university Mm. and i I finished i got into the job i decided i didn't want to be there i left (laughs) (laughs) but then it's a choice i have the choice to say i don't want to be here i want to be there and mm. I can up and leave at any time and still find a job where I want to be. I'm not, I know that there's some areas that that have um, difficult places to penetrate. Like it's harder for other people that have done some degrees to get into the jobs that they want to be. However, mm. the goodness of this country is you can literally, you just need to be humble enough. You can mm. find a job yeah. elsewhere. You can always find a job. You're guaranteed you find a job elsewhere. You just need to be humble enough. There's somebody always looking for a cleaner. There's somebody always looking for a carer. There's somebody in Amazon looking for something. As long as you're humble enough to just go and get your money, you'll find it. So Mm. that's what I'm grateful for. Whereas if I was still back home, I probably would still be struggling to get a job as well. Mm. I probably would have ended up here. Now this time, not somebody dropping me in the plane. I would have by you would have shackled yourself to yes. the wing of the plane. Absolutely. <laughs> I would have been like, take me, please, somebody take me. Help me. Help me. Please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I t- you know, and like, I always, I thought, like, I think I would have been, I probably would have been a baby mama. And, and it's sad. <laughs> no, honestly, it's sad for me to even think like that. But like, life was that hard that marriage was like probably the only thing that I would have aspired for mm-hmm. uh, and let alone if it was <laughs> I'm so sorry no but no like that and I think for me the greatest thing that I'm grateful for like you said that is the opportunities yes. and I remember I got on a plane when the first time I came to the UK I got on a plane and I I, I came with Air Zimbabwe that really made me proud because I didn't know that was probably the last leg we, we, <laughs> we're ever gonna hear about Air Zimbabwe but I came with Air Zimbabwe and um and I, there's an interesting experience that happened on the airport um my mom has a different surname to the to the one um to the one that we have and I remember when we got to the airport the officers just said oh you're being detained Guys, I was 15. I did not I did not know what detain means. And I remember being confused. So the greatest thing for me uh, from coming here is the opportunities to learn, the opportunities to have traveled. I'm just letting y'all know I'm over 35 countries. So I'm actually a world travel babe. I never would have been able all to right, do that. Dora, <laughs> it. I never been and then there's some of that. us who just stems for South Africa, Zimbabwe, South Africa, and Zimbabwe. <laughs> and South you know what? There's two stamps. There's two stamps, girl, because we got T. T's got stamps too. No, I should see you. Where, where did you go? I went to Tunisia, bro. Well, before yeah. they bombed it. <laughs> And then the hotel I was in the got win. bombed like a day no. after I left. 
I'm not joking. Uh, <laughs> She's never been back since. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, PTSD. Yeah. So I think that's I think I'd agree with T when I say opportunities. Um she what's what's your biggest thing that like ha ah, I'm grateful I'm here. Right. I think I've got a list, but I'll try and summarize so that I don't end up uh exhausting the entire podcast. Ah, uh, we know you we know you you've got the gift. You see now exactly <laughs> exactly the gift of the gab. So <laughs> first of all, there's no police roadblocks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can just drive in peace. Yeah. Of course, I've had to deal with the speeding ticket because, well, <laughs> nobody comes here and never gets baptized by that brown letter from the Royal Mail, right? Yeah. But mm. the fact that you can just drive in peace, no mm-hmm. police officer is hounding in the road every other 10 meters, right? Yeah. Another thing I appreciate is the fact that outside of just opportunities, the synchronicity of a lot of things. I mean, you can check for MOTs on the system. You can just plug in your BRP and you're linked to banks. You don't have to physically appear for certain mundane tasks. You can just mm. do them online. Mm-hmm. And I only got to realize the, in, the intense function of a phone when I got here. How mm. you can check the train timetable, how it's linked to the bus timetable, how it's linked to every other form of public transportation Mm. and the apps that can help you to navigate spaces it was so easy to go from place a to b you i think getting lost in england is because you're really trying hard to get lost (laughs) i mean (laughs) you are really getting out of your way to make sure that you don't get to where you're supposed to be right yeah and i appreciate the fact that things flow of course not every civilization or any place is perfect but yeah. the fact that there's law and order here, I'm breathing much better. Yeah. There's rights. You can exercise your rights. I mean, it feels like you are getting your, your dignity back. Mm. Oh, you're not supposed to be even getting it back. It's just supposed to be there. But I, I'm sure yeah. you get to appreciate what I'm trying to say. And also yeah. the fact that you get to see more people that are within your field of study. Mm. I've been blessed enough to be around a lot of social scientists. I've been getting a lot of mentorship. So it's nice to be talking about the things that you went to school for. I mean, I can't be fighting myself on paper for 5,000 words Mm. to not do that job. It's painful to fight yourself on paper. Learning how to critically (laughs) analyze topics. (laughs) That you never do in real life. You you see now? So now Mm. I was stuck in Africa working jobs that would pay me money that can't afford to take care of my basic needs because, well, my my field of study doesn't have jobs. So mm. here, I like the fact that when I'm doing care work, I can still apply certain things I learned in psychology. I can apply certain things I learned in health sociology. I can also come and say, oh, oh yeah, I can tweak this and that because I've learned it. I can now push theory into practice and also learning how practice works with the theory. For me, I'm in heaven. Mm. I think I, I'm I'm here. I'm here now. I, I don't know if there is another heaven outside of this one. But um, so far, so good. I'm a happy camper. And oh, yeah. can we discuss the fact that people here don't drive like maniacs? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I was actually shocked the other day. I, I'm the one who had messed up in the roundabout. And you know, here, when you miss a turn, you miss it. You have to just go and suffer with your mistake. 
this man legit waited for me to just fix my little life and get into the right lane. <laughs> In, <laughs> I'm not meaning to speak ill about where we come from, but mm. you know how it is. If you mess up, yeah. that's on you, my guy. We are not yeah. yet babysitting on this road. We also pay tax. Yeah. But here I've learned how to how to drive in a more calm manner. I've learned mm. how to give way to others and yeah. also allow people to give me way. I mean, yeah, that's what yeah. I really appreciate from, from being here. Yeah. And I think I like I like what you said about like civilization and stuff because I feel like me and T came when we were really young. So when you're like you're grateful that there's bus uh there's bus um bus timetables and train timetables and we're like oh oh okay oh, our phones like, didn't have internet back then like, yeah. and I was thinking, no, of course that's a must you know how many times i put on the wrong bus <laughs> yeah. but like is i think it's just that it's it's good to to have different perspectives yeah. but obviously um it's not it's not all been great um uh so i will start and say one of the most difficult things that i found um and this is actually from time and time ago. The difficult thing that I find is, guys, I never used a laptop at my big age. I didn't know what a laptop is. Um, and that comes from a coming from a struggling background. I didn't have a phone. Actually, I think my mom sent a phone over from UK, but my grandma was like, oh, you know, if you give her a phone, she won't concentrate on studies. So I never had that. I had like, um, what's the thing? That little... Uh, mp3 player oh. and the <laughs> walkman yeah the walkman I, I first had the the walkman the the one with the cd that i had to have yes, a yes I, I know oh yes the cd player <laughs> yeah because you had to carry it and then the walkman had one song on it i'm a baby girl <laughs> but who cares what i was listening to i was walking with headphones hey so they all thought i because i didn't know who else could put music in there for me oh my uh, after a while yeah, so, but yeah, because I didn't know how to use technology, I came here and then I was given two options. The one option was I needed to go a year back so that I could start a different year and start the education. Or another year, another option was I needed to skip a year. So I would have to do my A-levels, the first year of A-level and two years of form form three and form four in one year right so then i decided to do that and then at the same time my mom was like i'm not raising um a a, a child that's lazy so the that that year as well i decided that i wanted to drive because it was cold so i wanted to raise money for lessons and stuff and just for me to do my own thing the only job that i could get was domiciliary care so i'm doing t- two years of education in one I don't know how to use a laptop I get into class the first year I'm the only black person in the class and they give me a laptop what do I do where do I switch it on what does it do and then they're like oh open up your windows go to share drive this oh no what is it how do I and in the accent the English is not Englishing guys it was hard and then from there Having to go, I think I, I don't know what was how old I was. I think I was just over the 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 age. So my mom had a friend who had a care care home. 
So she took me on. It says, oh, she can come and do domiciliary, guys. I was doing domiciliary on minimum wage for my age. I think I was getting paid like two pounds something. Oh, no. And them days, you do domiciliary for the whole day and you'd only get paid the cause that, you, that you're doing, not the actual hours of waiting. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was hard. And then I'm, ch- I'm a child. I basically come from... A, a a background of SDAs. I've never seen a naked man in my entire world. And then the next thing is I'm having to wipe Both. this old person's bum. I'm like, yo, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the trauma. <laughs> the <laughs> guys, like, I remember that moment. I remember looking at this old grandpa and and I froze. Oh, shame. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And then he'd, um, he'd assault himself and we needed to wipe him. And you know when they give them that iron, so they've got that black pool. Oh, yes. And it stank. But I'm thinking, I want money. What can I do? And then from there, so that that's probably the hardest thing that I've ever dealt with. And then, and, and that's why I get offended when people come to me and be like, oh, Miss Faye is an influencer, whatever. I'm like, guys, y'all don't know. Like, you have no idea where people are coming from in life. And then you just have these assumptions that they've always had it together. I'm like, no, you have no idea. You just you just never know. But yeah. Anyway, somebody else can share their hardest experiences that they found in the UK. Oh, I'm going to go before Z because yeah, <laughs> we'll be there for a minute. Um, the hardest, I think I can relate to what you're saying, but I didn't go all oh my days. I'm gonna sound like such a spoiled little brat here, but when I came, guys, when I came to the country, I was coming from being a princess. Let me not lie to you, I was mm. a princess, okay. I came in and I said to my mom, the first thing I said to my mom was, So, where's your maid? Where's, where, where's <laughs> You're, not You're the baby. Uncle said, "Go and look in the mirror." <laughs> you are the maid, Kelly. <laughs> she wasn't joking, guys. I had to grow up so fast because I came in and I remember my mom said uh, she spoke to her boss. Um, unlike you, I came in a year or two after you came. Mm-hmm. I was excited when my mom said, oh, there's a cousin coming. And then when I did see you, actually, I was like, oh. Someone just, just like with- when I saw you, when I saw you, I was like, there's no way. Yo, this girl was bougie. And I was like, I, I, I don't fit in. But anyway. I, I Look at you, lock and key now, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. But like when I came into the country, um... I, yeah, I realized very quickly that, you know, you don't get, nobody does anything for you. No one is coming to save you. True. You're yeah. your own person here. Yeah. And my mom went and spoke to her boss so I could get uh, a job um, at the care home that my mom was working. But I didn't do domiciliary care. I was working in a care home. But before that, you the whole bum. education. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime. Um, before, <laughs> before going into work. So unlike you, I wasn't offered GCSEs. I was too old for GCSEs. So, <laughs> Why didn't you so, go for mature ex- exemption? Listen, I was too old for GCSEs, guys, because I was 
17. So I couldn't mm. go back and do GCSEs. So they offered me to go into college. We tried to convert like uh, the ZIMSEC results to try and match them up. But then again, they're not in the system. They said if I had done Cambridge, it oh, would yeah. have counted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did ZIMSEC, so it didn't count. Anyway, so two twos, I'm in college now. I'm doing... What did I do? I was doing health and social care, but then it was mandatory that I had GCSEs, English and math. Mm. So I was doing that in college. And then my mom found me a job at the care home that she was working at. Um, I didn't even go for an interview. The boss just said, let her come in for a shift and let's see how she gets on. And my first shift was a night shift. Mm. Um, Those are hectic. Guys, that was so bad. I've never seen anything like that in my life. But now uh, it's okay, you know, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> you used to it now. Back then, like when I started, I was like, what's going on? You know, because you'd see like uh, these people with dementia, bless them. It's such a cruel disease, but I didn't understand it. because mm. I just come in, I was fresh off the boat. And <laughs> oh my Lord, someone is smearing themselves with poo. Somebody is running around the whole corridor with no clothes on. It, it, it was it was horrible. I'd mm. never seen anything like it. Mm. Uh, well, later on I knew better, but I'm talking about my experience back then. Of course, so yeah. Don't be thinking I think these people are disgusting. No, it's a disgusting disease. It's it it's horrible. Mm. Uh, and then when I started working, my mom said my mom watched me work. So I did my first night shift, and then after my night shift, the boss was like, no. So um, the boss has three care homes. He was like, I can't let her work here where she works with you because you bully her because she's your child. I'm going to take her to a different place so she can work there. So in my head, I came here, and I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to provide a better life for my grandma. You know, I want my grandma <laughs> to be rolling. Yo, my grandma, yes, grandma. I'm gonna like uplift everybody back home. Listen, everyone is gonna be rich by association. Yeah. <laughs> so I come to the UK now. I start working, and then there was half term. You know that Valentine's half term, that February half term. Mm. Half term hit, and then the boss was like, "You know what? You're gonna work at the other care home. You can work as much as you like. Work anytime that you like." So I got in, and I was like, "Well, I would like to know." how the shifts go and was like right you can either work the morning the afternoon and here because it's a smaller care home you can do the sleep-ins and that's it I said okay can I do a full day and he said yeah you can do a full day because here it's quite small and you can manage it I did the full day and I was like that's good and then the next day I did the full day again and then the girl that was supposed to come and do the sleeping called in sick so I was like I'm here I can do it guys for four days, I didn't go home. <laughs> I was working there. I was being a hero. Mm. My mom had to literally call the boss and say, I've not seen my daughter. And he had to call the manager at the place I was. And he said, what's going on? And she said, well, I've been off. So like the manager and the deputy manager used to swap days of when they come in. And she said, I didn't even know that she's been here for that long. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway... Man, where were you, baby? Where were you living? Where were you? No, because when you do the sleeping, there's a little bathroom. It's a whole room for you. All for you, okay. Yeah, so yeah. you have a whole bathroom and a room and a bed for the sleepings. I was okay. I was working. So you decided you're going to create a hotel in your own workplace. Girl, I was working because now I was a working class babes. One of thing course. about me, wherever Money. you take me, I'll flourish. 
so I'm there. I'm working four days. I haven't gone home. My mom calls the boss. The boss comes and picks me up from the company and takes me home. And right. he says to me in the car, listen, don't kill yourself. Mm. You can you you cannot collect you can't collect all the money and the more you work I'm happy to give you as many shifts as you like if you want to work I'll work you however tax is going to be taken off you it's going to be deducted from your pay so you will work but you will not see it mm. he gave me the most the realest conversation I've ever had was with that that man he spoke to me in a way that nobody ever spoke to me about. He didn't tell me much about money, but he was just trying to explain to me that don't kill yourself. Mm. I Anyway, I went back home because in my head, you know, I was going to uplift everybody back home. Guys, when the salary came, <clears throat> <laughs> there was the money that was written at the top of the payslip. I thought right. that was the money. No. There was another amount at the bottom. That's the one. <laughs> What's this money for? And my mom says, that's your salary. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> What's the happened most there? experience ever, isn't it? I was so humbled, guys. I was humbled. Oh, I was so humbled. And then my mom had the nerve. So now I'm upset because I've worked so hard. And my mom has been, my money has been taken off me, according to me. Mm. I'm upset. And my mom goes, you're going to have, you know, it's just you and me here, homegirl. I will pay for all the bills, but electricity is on you. Gas no. and electric, you pay for gas and electric. I will pay for basic groceries and everything. Anything luxurious that you want, the day you want to take away, the day you want to eat, whatever nice thing that you want to eat, that's on your pocket. I, ah, ah, I, I. You, you suddenly know the, the, mm. the, the budgeting and saving. Mm, guys, mm, mm, it wasn't nice. And then I went to meet the cousin. I didn't have friends. So now I had to go and meet the cousin. So, you know, I got into National Express, went to Coventry to see the cousin, and the cousin had a birthday. Because the stories from before were like, me and Tuffy grew up in the same area. So Great. apparently we used to play together. <laughs> apparently. But there's no recollection. No. The no, long-term memory is we just like, well. No, we um... were very young. We were very, very okay. young. I don't expect any of us to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we were very, very young. We used to live in the same area. So mom will always talk about the stories about, you know, how Taffy would maybe sometimes would be coming and drop off at mine's or I'll be dropped off at hers and we used to play. So like when she told me that you're going to go see Cousin Taffy, I was like, Cousin Taffy? She's like, yeah, you used to play together when you were young. I'm like, yeah, um, okay. Anyway, but I was excited. I went and saw this cousin, yo, guys. My cousin had been in the UK for about two, three years now. (laughs) So my cousin was different. Oh, she was different. That's she used good. to play, That's and off, she had these other the friends. It was gone, girl. And she had these friends that were also from the country. Ah, <laughs> I went and met this girl. She's like, you. "Hi." I say, "Yes." <laughs> Fresh off the boat, thick accent. Hi, guys. I do. <laughs> I'm not lying. That weekend, I didn't have fun. And then on the we had her party. She had a house party for her 18th. I didn't have fun because I couldn't, I didn't understand all these people. And then on the Sunday, she decided to go shopping with her little friends. And she's like, do you want to come shopping? And I'm thinking, bro, with what money? I'm so, a struggling artist. I was a struggling artist. So I stayed and I slept <laughs> in her bed while everyone went and had fun. Oh, I'm sorry, my love. Will you take me shopping to make me feel better? <laughs> <laughs> that 
that was your point. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the monologue. Sorry. Uh, anyway, no worries. She, she give us give us your take. guys i'm glad that he went before me because i'm about to piggyback on her point (laughs) humility (laughs) guys this this place will teach you how to be humble you think that you were humble because we were stuck in africa and poverty was humbling us no you will be humbled in this country of opportunity let's talk about dome care guys when I got here, I was doing uh, living care, the sleepings, yes. So living care kind of shields you from those extra expenses, right? Mm. You are with your service user, they are apportioning an allowance for your food, right? You're just taking care of the service user. You get your salary, you pay your rent, maybe a few snacks to eat that you can't really order with the groceries that come with your service users groceries right so expenses down a bit the first three months you're not paying tax yet right why and you're not paying pension wow so your money is still coming to you as is right Mm. Uh, guys the three months lapsed (laughs) then pension started to call my name Mm. Tax started bucking at me. So you could feel the dent, but you're like, no, I'm still doing living. I'm okay. And then eventually I purchased a car. And then guess what? I had to move to Dome K. Dome K's structure is hectic. Mm. So you work 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., right? But when the timesheets and everything else comes back, You've literally done about seven and a half or eight and a half hours. Mm. But in reality, you have pushed about 15, 16 hours. Mm. Right? Because of, yeah, like we're saying, we don't calculate the waiting times and the breaks and the ETCs. So I had to, I learned the biggest lesson in uh, December, January. At some point, I called my mom and I was crying because I had 70 pounds in my bank account. Mm. And my petrol gauge was at 15 liters left. And I looked at my rotor and there was no way that 70 pounds would have gotten me to the month end of January. Because again, December, we got paid before Christmas. Mm. <laughs> that mess, <laughs> it catches up, guys. Yeah. It catches mm. up. If you're not part of the 1% that earns a lot of money, that you feel the dent. Mm. I called the... Uh, I'm like, uh, well, outside of praying for strength, may you please help a nigger because um, we are broke. And I guess this is the part where you also need to search your privilege because there's somebody else in that situation who doesn't have somebody to call on. Mm. So what are they doing when they reach the trenches and they don't have somebody who can help? Fair and fine, my, my, my mom helped, right? Mm. And I managed to get to month end of January. Uh, so, for a bit of context, uh, cars need insurance. Here, we are not moving the way we move back home, where you can just afford to with no insurance. Yeah. You pay insurance here. You pay your rent. You don't go to your landlord and say, ah, well, can you <laughs> consider that I'm struggling? I'll pay in three months. No, here you pay every month. Mm. So I get paid 
after that toiling, my salary came as basic pay. And then, well, tax is tax. The 20% was taken. Uh, I paid my rent. I paid my insurance. I finished off paying my car. I paid for my phone bill. And then I was left with 20 pounds between me and poverty. This is month end of January. Mm. Uh, we still have Domke for the rest of February. Where's my fuel gauge? It's on three quarters. Mm. Um, I sat in my room because I'm in a share house. These are the realities of, of moving. You are in a share house. If you start off in a one-bedroom apartment, two-bedroom apartment, when you've just relocated, my guy, pet yourself and say you're wealthy. For some of us struggling artists, we had to start in the share house. We're still in the share house, by the way. We haven't moved. We're still there. I, again, the lesson is humility, right? Mm. Plus, also, I feel like this country was structured such that you live within your means. If mm. you try to be heroic, that's when you see problems. Yeah. So I'm sitting in my room with that 20 pounds reflecting back at me from my bank account. Mm. Guys, I moved from my bed. I sat in the middle of my room on the floor. I stretched out my legs. I was hyperventilating. I started crying. I was screaming on top of my lungs because I thought to myself, how do I go back to my mom and then say, rescue me again? Mm. Because you're supposed to be an adult now. You should be taking care of yourself. But then again, God, how are we going to make this 20 pounds stretch to the end of February? How is it going to happen? Mm. right so I call T I'm beside myself I'm crying does this life thing get better does mm. it really actually ever get better I'm mm. sick and tired of of being on the losing end I'm mm. on the end of the road but it's not the nice end of the stick explain to me how it gets better because I'm losing it so at some point I had a nervous breakdown because mm. I was stressed Yes, I paid my rent, but then what's going to happen? Am I going to starve in this house? Mm. So fortunate enough, I've got lovely housemates. One of them said to me, you never go hungry. If you don't have food, you open my cupboard, we share what I have. Mm. Then, of course, T comes to me and she also gives me a nice speech. Of course, in the moment, it felt like she was just speaking garbage because uh, saying to somebody, it will be all right, it will be fine. It doesn't make sense when you're mm. looking at 20 pounds in your bank account. <laughs> mm. It's true. It shall be well is said to somebody who's got 600 pounds in their bank account and saying they're trying to stretch towards uh, end of February. Mm. So what was my next course of action? Uh, my friends started sending me 10 pounds for fuel, 20 pounds for fuel, 10 pounds for fuel, 20 pounds for fuel. <coughs> Some of it you would spin it, you would go buy groceries. Some of it you would put it in the car and refuel. Mm. And then I think the biggest saving grace was the credit card. You know, they always say to you when you when you leave Africa, don't mm. ever get credit because mm. that is a mess. My guy, that's your first line of defense. Mm. If you find a person who is living in England who's doing dome care without a credit card, hi, there's witchcraft there. Something <laughs> isn't making sense. The math ain't messing. Mm. So I had to get a credit card to try and stay afloat because, well, no, life has been punching me repeatedly. Mm. So I think the worst part for me was that moment 
Mm. That moment for me was painful. But I think in the same breath, it has taught me to scream for help. Mm. Because we come from a place where we are told that we don't... Loosely translated, uh, is we don't show our armpits. That is mm. us not telling the world how we're bleeding, how we mm. need help, or sharing an issue. But I told myself, if I don't say anything, I'm going to sink. Because already, mm. I'm in deep waters. Mm. So I started talking to family, friends, relatives, because I realized if I don't say anything, the next course of action is to find me in a body bag. Because mm. eventually the stress eats at you. You will die in your sleep. Yeah. From stress. So I think for me, that was the biggest moment for me. But mm. are we here now? We're learning, huh? Yeah. Humility and strength all in the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think I think it's interesting what you're saying that, um, like, just as you narrated, and you suddenly realize that, I always think that realness and people being vulnerable is the key to healing, um, to healing the world. Because as you narrated your story, I'm thinking, I go through stuff, like maybe like 20 pounds is not a problem for me, but I've gone through stuff that has got me to my knees as well. And when you're saying like you were screaming and it's like, it's real, like we go through problems like big problems um and just being able to scream for help is 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 sometimes it just helps because people want to know but because we're so burdened with our own things sometimes it takes someone to say hey i'm struggling with this i'm like oh i'm struggling with this too and we form a community out of that to just help each other um and some people look at you weird like oh she's sharing too much but hey in this world, you have to do what you have to do to make sure that you're okay um, and not necessarily live for people's expectations. But yeah, um, I, I'm glad that, you know, we're here now and we'll make it through. Uh, so I wanted to ask, I think, oh gosh, we've spoken for 41 minutes now. So the the three part, the three part question would be how... Um, what was your what was your expectation of how life in England is versus to how it actually is? We'll, we'll start with you, G. Oh, it's starting oh, start with me. Yeah. Uh, I thought after I had dried my own throat from talking, <laughs> I'll I'll get two seconds to hydrate. But okay, um, how can I answer this? Right. So I do have family and friends that are here. So they. Mm-hmm were telling me how life is here on the ground, how mm. how it really is. So I I had an idea, right, mm-hmm. of how it was going to be like. But what I um what I had brewing in my own mind, because I can't really walk around and say I didn't have any uh, milk of land of milk and honey thoughts running through my head. They were so in my head. I was zoned in on, I'm going to get opportunities to further myself Mm. uh, career-wise. I'm going to have access to so many things I didn't have access to back when I was home, back in Zimbabwe. You know, the ability to just go to an ATM and money is just coming out, Mm -hmm. it's nice. So it's not like I don't know how ATMs function, but just that you don't have to suffer PTSD thinking that money is not going to come out of an ATM because that's its function. Mm. So I was expecting, of course, uh, a bit of turbulence, 
but not the 20 pounds kind of turbulence at the end of the month. Yeah. I was still expecting to shake, but not violently. Mm. Now, the reality on the ground is there was a lot of loneliness. Mm. Because you have stripped yourself from a lot of things that you know. I was used to being around family because I lived with my family. Mm. So there are certain things that I took for granted that I no longer have. Mm. So there's loneliness. You're getting back from a long day of serving others, pouring into them. There's nobody waiting for you at home to pour back into you. It's Mm. you and your four walls. The reality of having to carry yourself, like T was saying, sometimes no one is coming to save you, not because they're incapable of doing so. There's no time. Mm. And sometimes they are far off. So I've had moments where I've been ill. Like currently I am nursing myself from a hectic shoulder injury, right? Mm. I've had to spend most of the time trying to bathe myself with one dysfunctional arm and one arm that is getting tired. Mm. I've had to try and find energy to cook for myself. Whereas when I was home, if I had this kind of injury, I know mom would be knocking my door and bringing a tray full of food and medications and rubbing my arm and praying for me. Mm. But now I have to settle for having it over a phone call. Yeah. Right. Um, The reality on the ground is dating is more hectic on this side because (laughs) you you can't even go see the person that you've liked on Hinge or Bumble because your job wants you to work. Mm. You're always working and working and working. When you get the chance to be off, you are resting from working. So dating has been different. Um, uh, the other reality is I'm speaking English a lot. <laughs> and, I, and I hate it. Yeah. Because there are moments where you want to say things in your mother tongue and you want the other person to ha 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 because you're funnier in your mother tongue, not in English. Yeah. Because then again, my name is right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> the reality on the ground is the money will never be enough, especially the first one or two years of relocating. Mm. There's debt to be paid back. There's you trying to settle in. There's you trying to get accustomed to how things are. There's um, there's expenses that are just accumulating depending on what you're buying, what your needs are, and other responsibilities outside of yourself. Mm. Right? So that balancing act... I'm also struggling with the fact that the reality on the ground is church. Mm. I haven't been to church ever since I got here Mm. because there's no time for me to go. I'm either working or I'm so exhausted. I can't even lift my head when I'm off. Yeah. Actually go into the house of the Lord. And I was saying as a black woman who was raised in a church, I'm so used to being fed spiritually to have fellowship with others. And I'm struggling to get that because there's no time. Mm. right another reality is i have to plan in advance to see my friends now we have to sit on a call and say oh by the way when can we plan our annual leaves so that they are in sync so mm. that we can actually get to see each other in zimbabwe after you clock off from work you can afford to go and say ah, i want to go see fafi i can mm. just pass by a house and be like yo what's happening mm. or if i am going out today there's no need for you to send a notice a month or two in advance I could literally call you today and say, uh, we are having a party. In 30 minutes, I want to see you here mm. having fun with us. That kind of liberty was stripped off when I got here. 
The other thing is that I'm trying to get used to. I knew some of these things, but I guess when you're now experiencing them, it's a different ball game. The last thing that I would like to talk about is the fact that um, as an African woman, uh, you now need to know which shops to really go to and stop buying things without trying them on. (laughs) My bums don't fit into certain jean sizes. Mm. Right? I was so used to getting into Mr. Price, into Legit, into Woolworths, because I already knew those sizes. They were set in stone for 15 years. I've gotten accustomed to these shops. I tried that mess in Primark. Please tell me how <laughs> I have five pairs of jeans that but, don't fit. No, it's it's not and, a problem that I that I encounter, guys. Yeah. Um so with, with bigger blessings comes bigger responsibilities. But some of us here <laughs> we're, we're built we're built Europeanly, if I can say it. <laughs> we don't struggle oh, with no, if it's size eight, I will fit in a size eight. If it's a six, I will fit. <laughs> but you know, it's crazy because uh, the gist is not to expand so that you've got more responsibility, is to stay the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. So that true. Stay, because I mean if the prices will differ according to the size, you know what I'm saying. Mm. But yeah, I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So T, your question is, um, what's been your your dating life in the UK compared aye, to? Hi, 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 Yes. Aye. That's the one. That's the No, I but like I that. don't this think This is the closing question, question though. No, guys, wait. I don't think this question is a fair question. I will explain why. Because when I came here, I was still too young. Like, the, okay. most, the most I ever did with a boy was, I don't know, you know. I gave him a little chicken <laughs> kiss. You haven't said anything. See, did, you yeah. hear the, did you hear that? I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, because I really don't know. I think the, <laughs> the most I ever did with a boy was, like, probably gave him, like, a little cheeky kiss or whatever. But, like... Aww. Oh, you was cute then. Okay, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, we were in boarding school. I was okay. in boarding school. All right, so let me let me let, let me rephrase my question then. Um, ish, I can't even ask about being lonely because you like your own company. Um, <laughs> no, I thrive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. Let me. Okay, what would you say if someone was saying they're considering the UK? Would you advise them to come or not? Um. Yeah, I would advise them to come because mm. I, I I would tell you one thing for free. I don't know if you remember Z when you were still in Zim yeah. and I say to you come here if, uh, you know what a pound is a pound you know yeah. you get mm-hmm. paid in pounds it's not the same as being paid in in uh, the other currency yeah. <laughs> a pound is a pound no because I, I, I don't want to get myself in trouble a pound is a pound at the end of yeah. the yeah. So if you want to relocate to the UK, it depends on where you're coming from. There are some places that if you want to say, oh, I'm coming from Canada, I want to relocate to the UK. Why you want yeah. to... I'm coming from Australia, I want to relocate to the UK. Why do you want to do that? I'm coming from Zim, I want to relocate to the UK. By all means, mm. you know, do it. Um, look, um, yeah, coming here, I'll tell you one thing for free. It's not heaven on earth. Yeah. I used to think that... I didn't have expectations for the UK because I didn't know I was coming. 
if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. I was very comfortable where I was. I didn't know mm. I was coming. And then when I got into the idea of I was coming, I had like 48, less than 48 hours to process it. Yeah. I had to come here. And then when I got here, I realized that every image I had in my head was wrong. Yeah. I thought it was so clean. It looked like, the, you know, the Garden of Eve from mm. the books of, uh, you know, them books. Uh, I, I, I was waiting yes. for you to lose Thank the key. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a particular church that does these books that show you. Oh, my God. Like. <laughs> so I used to think like the UK looks something like that. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Brother. Listen. Hi. It's not it's not like that. It is not like that. And people hear work. One thing about this country oh, is yes. 24-7. My someone goodness. is working. Yeah. Well, don't think there's ever a time where the roads are quiet and there's no I mean the roads can be quiet, uh, yes. but they're not quiet. Like it's not yeah. like there's dead silence, no one's yeah. moving. Mm. There's always people moving, there's always someone coming from work, there's always some, someone starting work. There are people that finish work at midnight. I hate it when I used to do that. There are people that finish work at midnight. There are people that start work at 1 a.m. There are people like, it's It's a forever. It's a constant thing. So if you're coming here, be ready to work. You cannot be here and be lazy. It it just doesn't work. Mm. Because you've got to work for your money. Here, Mm. you will find a job, but you have to work for it. So would I encourage somebody to come absolutely what's the dating life like I can't compare it to anything else because mm, when, I was, when I was in Zim I was young I was at a boarding school I mean I could bounce from one to the next I wasn't there was no harm you could do that <laughs> you know you didn't you were not afraid to catch anything because I mean the most of it is old homes anyway but now you have to think about it. That, you know, now that I want to date, am I okay? Like, you mm. now take tests and ah, it's a lot. Um, loneliness here, I can't relate. I cannot tell you anything about it. I, I, I don't know who that is. Mm. I like being alone. <laughs> I try the next time own. you call me and say, come and love me, I'm not answering the phone. Okay, that's different. I want you on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> she wants you on the phone, not in a, in, not in a house. In like, my uh, space, you can come for a day or two, but I'm like, <laughs> even on the second day, I'm struggling a little bit because <laughs> I really, really love my space. So, um, yeah, it's very... Oh, guys, let me tell you, yeah. So, I, I've been yeah. dating. <laughs> I've been dating, yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. every with every podcast, I have to, like, spice it a little bit. I have to tell mm-hmm. a story. Of course, it's okay. I, I've been mm-hmm. dating guys, so uh, you know everything was going nice with this one man. You know, very nice, making me mixtapes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see like what you did there. Stop it. I'm back to dating in the you know in the nineties when people used to make mixtapes. It never happened for me. It happened this year. Yeah, um, praise the Lord. I know I got a mixtape and everything is nice. Everything is good. Then this guy hit me with. You know, um, I'm so glad that you're here now and, you know, we're fixing, well, you know, trying to get to know each other even better. I've been struggling with loneliness. Uh-huh. <coughs> um, yeah, it's the loneliness it got to me, but now it's going to be so much better. I say, sir, <laughs> I ain't here to fix y'all. Let me not lie to you. 
I am not Bob the Builder. I'm not here to fix the parts yep. that are broken. I'm not here to do that. But mm. that, guys, hold on to that thought here. That's a story for the next podcast. I'll come and tell you all my dating stories and how uh, dating is not for the wicked heart. And if you want to consider dating and being in a relationship every day in the morning at six o'clock, take your pen and paper. Every <laughs> day at six o'clock in the morning, make yourself a cup of tea. Yeah. Find your nearest uh, building shop or warehouse or somewhere. Go and buy a bag of cement. With every cup of tea, put half a teaspoon of cement, stir it up, and drink it. Because you've got to be made of some hard stuff to want to be in a relationship. Oh, trust me. Disclaimer for those who take things literally, that was a joke. Um, we shall not be food when you go there and you mix your tea. You mix your tea with cement and then die. Please don't do that. Yeah, we are struggling artists. Our lawsuit will just give you ten pounds a week. Are you yeah. lucky to get ten pounds? Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, no, but no, we need to. We need to come back. Um with the proper dating one because obviously like i've said to i've said until god brings them to my house and sits him on the bed and says hey this man and to be honest yeah that's like homeboy when i talk to you that's the only thing because yo 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 let me just yo yo you know what the next yeah. podcast right Mm. Um, may we please uh, record it in our mother tongue? I want to see something because you <laughs> see how you're expressing yourself now. Now yeah. that's the absolute truth. That's yeah. exactly how you're feeling because I feel like sometimes English waters down how we're feeling. Is exactly. I also have a horror story. Uh, to <laughs> um, that would make acrimony look like nothing. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, because again, I still don't know who's wrong or right in that situation. But I strongly believe it was him that was wrong. Mm. Yeah, but you know what? Yes, we do need another episode where we actually talk about, not Mujolo, guys. We need to talk about how these Terminators were created <laughs> to remove w- women as mankind here on Earth because no men. Mm. Shall we just take a moment of silence? To fear men. <laughs> I do that every one hour. <laughs> you need, need uh, because you guys are. Uh, I mean, uh, one day when I write my story, yo, I that book. That book is going to sell. That book will sell. You see, now this is the accent we're looking for. Is this the one that, that you came with when you left Zimbabwe? No. Ah, no, when I came from Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, I was just say, ah, okay, where are you going? Let's just start. It's not fun. Zimbabwe was the Lesesta version, guys. I remember saying to I, I remember saying to um I was like, oh guys, oh can you please press the green on the robots? All the white people yeah. are like robots. What are yes. robots? Robots in Zimbabwe? They, yeah. And I was like, yeah, we got robots. He's like, you mean traffic lights? I was like, oh, okay. And then my shooters, you know those football boots? Yes. I was like, oh, my shooters. They're like, shooters, what is that? 
Guys, okay, you came from far. Ah, we Do you remember that day I said Manchester? And you laughed so hard. <laughs> you Manchester. laughed at me so hard on that day. And now I was fresh off the boat. I said, oh, yeah, she lives in Manchester. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the way homegirl laughed at me so hard. And I remember the guy that was there. I'm not going to say his name, but you know who. Oh. One of Oy. your friends from church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At first, he just looked at you funny. Like he didn't understand our relation, the kind of relationship we have, because I think he felt bad for me. Um, Because it was giving present. Yo, sis laughed at me so hard in front of, cu- during <laughs> the people. <laughs> during the people. <laughs> no, but you know what? The, the thing is. The thing is, we laugh at each other, and I think that's oh, why we are very. We we come out we, when we come outside. We're very strong and, um, not easily bothered or easily get to by the stuff that people say. Because I remember, I remember during like during the time that like during the time that I got divorced, there was like those people were commenting in in sections, and she was busy on Instagram. And she would be violent. She was busy commenting back. I, you, you know, I, I never like, shy girl, away from violence. Speak. I was taking everybody on my ones. This girl is telling me, oh, just leave them and don't just say just anything. Leave I'm them. Like, what do you mean don't say anything? So, so, but then it's like, so even when people laugh at us for that, the way, the way that any, any stranger would ever laugh at me does not surpass the laugh that I get from you know from tea particularly even if even like when i'm heartbroken and i'm crying and i'm whatever they'll be like you you guys will be there like oh no sissy you know call us you know we'll sleep with you on facetime have you eaten but i know as soon as i come out of that i'm gonna be the meme of the group of course for for a very long time we already have the memes on standby (laughs) (laughs) we're just waiting for you to partially heal we just need you to heal. Then we're coming just back. Just enough. Just mm. enough for us to start. Yeah, but mm-hmm. no. But no, guys, thank you so much for joining for joining me on this um, and talking about What if about I don't our... want to go? Okay. Ah, we can, yeah, we can, we we can, we can <laughs> hang this one up and start talking about the dating one. Hi, Bo. Oh, I'm kidding. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my ep- my epiglottis is tired because... I haven't used this much English in a long time. Mm, no, we need to rest the epic lotus. Thank you very much. Mm, yeah. But yeah. No, guys, thank you very much. And see you on the other side. Yeah. Bye, Peace. All right. Say bye. Mm-hmm. Almost say safe. <laughs> safe. Yeah. Now I was yeah. about to say kiss in the mouth. Bye, man. <laughs> <laughs>